0: I do,
1: too. Patsy Cline is, I I was never, I've never really been into country music, I'll be very honest with you, but I don't know, there's something about Crazy and Dreams of You, and there's another one she did that, I don't know, I just sort of kind of picked up one day, and I just sort of fell in love with it, so I mean, just, it just. One of those songs that crosses over. Oh, truly. And it has
0: international appeal. I will tell you a little story. When we were doing our 50 States Before 50 adventure, when I was trying to see all 50 states before I turned 50, um, we went to West Virginia and we went to this really lovely uh, little town, which I'm now forgetting the name of, I'll think of it, Berkeley Springs. Um, so if you, it's kind of near the Pennsylvania border, so too far up a drive. It's definitely, you could do a day trip there, even, from where where I live. And one of the places uh-huh. in the evening where we are staying had uh, performers and entertainers, and they had a Patsy Cline impersonator, and this woman sounded just like her. And it was stunning. Oh, wow. And she her, her voice sounded, you know, she carried herself the same way, but it wasn't her physicality. It was her, her sound, which was stunning. And it ends up, this woman is Scottish. She's from Scotland. She was touring the U S doing Patsy Cline and she had the, she had the um, fortune of talking to someone who worked on Patsy Cline's team and he said he could not uh-huh. get over, he said she really nailed it. He, he was one of the ones who encouraged her and was trying to get her, I think she was going to Nashville after um, she, we saw her. But it was stunning because you didn't know throughout the show, you thought, I would have, I would have thought she was American. Like I had no hint of her accent until she, at the end, revealed where she was and who she was and it was mm-hmm. shocking. So, Patsy Cline definitely has the worldwide appeal, and oh, oh that and the, she the does. song just—you know—it's like music is so international, and it really crosses borders and boundaries. And you can hear that longing in her.
1: Well, even her you know, I, I when I was in Ireland, you'd, you'd go to any of the pubs in Ireland, and yeah, you know, you'd have what, what's known as a session. Mm-hmm which I tried to get you and Kenzie to go to one night. It turned out not to be a session, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but, yes. you know, basically it's all these musicians that get together and they start singing. And a lot of the songs they sing are kind of Western songs. They're not just the uh, um, Irish ballads. And it makes songs. sense,
0: though. They're both storytelling, right? I mean, that mm-hmm. that's one Absolutely. of the things I, do, I love about country music. They usually have a lot of stories to tell. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's really great, and it's great to see everybody uh, this morning in the chat. We have Shell, and I thought I saw Anna yeah. popping on, and I think that did Ellie. I see Ellie Black Lab Lady? Mm-hmm. Yes. And Lori. Yes, and Lori, our Texas friend. Hope all is going well, ladies. Yes. Happy International Podcast Day, Betty.
1: That is true. An International Coffee Day. Don't forget that. I
0: thought that was yesterday.
1: I thought it was too, but I was just on Twitter, and they're calling today. And they
0: call oh well, maybe Friday. it should be International Coffee Week. That's. <laughs> I'm true. raising a mug That's to true. you, Pam, in celebration. Thank
1: you. Absolutely, There's, it is not fixed coffee because I have a lot of things I got to do. Them, but I know
0: I didn't correct my coffee either. <laughs> but, though I wish I did. So <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I can't believe we are at the last day of September.
1: I know. It went How fast. is that possible? It went really fast. It happens, it happens I know. to all of us. Yeah, you know, and, and it seems the the older I get the the faster. That's what they say. hmm Well when you get to the ripe old age of <laughs> twenty seven.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: It was it? Jack Benny always called him. Twenty nine or thirty-one. Anyway. I think he was 39. Forever. I don't. I don't remember. Yep, yeah, he was oh,
0: 39. 39. Okay. He wasn't. He wasn't in his 20s. Okay. He was 39. Because my friend Bessie used to say that all the time. I'm 39, <laughs> just like Jackson. And,
1: and Betty's ready for uh, October. For, uh, October.
0: Oh yeah. my gosh. I don't.
1: Blame I know.
0: You. Or maybe it should be O'stober because my Baltimore Orioles are going to the playoffs
1: thank you i had to share hundred wins it's about time
0: two years ago they mm-hmm. lost 110 games to this season they're at 100 wins and they still have games left to play mm-hmm. um they clinched the division for the american league east I mean, for those I'm who are pay- for it. those who pay attention to spa um which is probably oh, just pam yeah. and i and betty who loves her yankees um
1: just <laughs> way, way to go! Yeah. How, How many this season? I think tomorrow. I think. Like tomorrow, I, think the wild
0: card. I think tomorrow is the end of the regular season, or Monday, and then it goes to the wild okay. card games, and then it will go to the championships. But Orioles are in first place, and they have the home field advantage now, so they'll have a little bit of a break. So I'm hopeful. Well, I'm loving this, Betty. You never disappoint. She said. She's still jamming to Christmas music, and it seems my local stores are ready for Christmas, too, uh, because they're selling the trees, lights, and ornaments. Too soon, friends. Well, it, it, too it's funny, was, soon.
1: Uh, I don't know whether it was Jan Wade or whether it was Susie Steinle. Uh They're both in Italy at the moment. Nice. And, uh, they, and uh, I, it might have been Susie. She walked into a... Uh, like a department type store in uh, Italy, and I think that ran like Cuomo, and um, it was all set up for Christmas. She said, "And Harrods is already for Christmas in London because she was in London a couple weeks ago." <laughs> Which I can believe because Costco's already got their Christmas stuff out.
0: Well, I there have been years where I. Um saw Christmas decorations and Christmas sales things in summer. And that just Mm -hmm, was like, mm -hmm. I mean, I get it. And retailers need them. Like I know they're trying to really have a great retail season, but you know, we're still in September. Let's, let's enjoy, let's enjoy the fall. Let's enjoy the holiday, the Halloween holiday season. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love, you know, Christmas. I'm okay with Hallmark doing the Christmas, the lead up to Christmas. That's fun. Um, and I love, I love, I'm sending, uh, raising my mug to you as well. We have, uh, Elena's having a Starbucks espresso. <laughs> Boo to fall. Mm-hmm. Eat much more summer. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, for those of you craving the cool weather in the northeastern part of the U.S. anyway, we are getting
1: a heat wave.
0: So this coming week, it's going to be in the 80s again, or at least high 70s. Well, I
1: heard only high 70s. I did. It. 80s was not part of that. If it 80s, was, I'd shoot
0: you. 80s was in my neck of the woods. So maybe, <laughs> maybe you're a little cooler in Philly, but I'm, uh, I'm glad for one last. Well, we're hurrah cooler in Philly. Of the warm weather. We're cool. And speaking of really speaking of Philly. good news, uh, Anna sharing that Caleb completed cycle four. It was grueling, but he's beating cancer with the fuck cancer attitude. Prayers and positive juju working. Mm-hmm. And we will keep those positive jujus coming his way and your family's way, Anna. Um, that is great news. Absolutely. That is really great news. I'm just so sorry as going through it because it's such a nasty, nasty process, as you mm-hmm. know personally. Um, so let's celebrate that today, everybody. That's a great, wonderful thing. Elaine is saying her Walmart's selling pumpkins and Christmas yep. ornaments. Yep. <laughs> Betty says there Amazon will start their sales in October. Hint, hint, Christmas shopping.
1: Oh, I, I've already, uh, I've already, uh, actually purchased something for my Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> That I finally took down and, like,
0: <laughs> I don't have a problem. I, I will do Christmas shopping all year. If you see something, that would be a great gift. I, I have no problems with that. But when, you know, as Anna says in chat, give Halloween and Thanksgiving their due. You know, let's enjoy the seasons as they come. Um, mm-hmm. Elena's rejoicing in the 80s forecast that she has coming her way in Maine in Tuesday and Wednesday. The fact that it's 80 degrees in Maine just is a little weird to me, period. Elena, you know what I'm talking about. But enjoy Elena enjoy that Elena sunny weather because Elena's my kind of, we are soul sisters in that regards. Lori's still in the high 90s in Texas, which I know is really, really hot. Um, yes. Although in that part of the country it gets in the hundreds quite a bit um and prayers are continuing from Elena and from all of us and oh, floor joined good to see you this morning
1: good to see you floor
0: and betty said you know i tried listening to a halloween playlist on iheart radio but i couldn't really get into the exorcist soundtrack playing <laughs> betty i don't i don't disagree with that assessment although i can tell you my my girls were watching um, Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus Two this week <laughs> to get into the season. That that's one of their their Halloween fall rituals. Um,
1: now I see. Now now mine is um, the one with Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman.
0: Oh yeah, oh.
1: yeah. Um, my practical magic
0: okay i i remember seeing i had not watched that yet i've seen the ads for it but i never watched it
1: oh it's a great one it's a great one i i enjoy it i like that one better than focus Mm. focus i i don't don't and the halloween before christmas
0: Christmas. it's more of a christmas movie but it's you know anything tim burton (laughs) <laughs> and and Betty says it seems there's no Thanksgiving playlist in iHeartRadio. So Christmas playlist will
1: continue to be my
0: go to playlist. Yep. Shell Shell
1: knows. See, the now, now for, magic, Thanksgiving, she said. for Thanksgiving, there's a uh, one movie that I like to watch and it's an old one with um um uh what's his name from went out with the uh Catherine Hepburn Spencer Tracy? Spencer Tracy. Spencer Tracy. Called Plymouth Adventure. Oh, it's about yep. the pilgrims getting together in um, England and coming over to uh, Massachusetts. So on the on the, yep. the May
0: I remember seeing I I never, no, wa- no, I never, not never watched that. The... I would like to watch that. That must be a fun one to do.
1: It's not it's not really a funny movie, but it I don't know. I just it's something I look mm-hmm. forward to. And I also look forward to listening to Alice's Restaurant ah. by Arlo Guthrie. Mm-hmm. You can be anything you At want. Alice's restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can have anything <laughs> you want, excepting Alice. At <laughs> Alice's Restaurant. Well I was going I was up it was funny because a number of years ago we went up to Sturbridge. Mm-hmm. Um and it was uh it was Patrick, Laura, because they were living in Poughkeepsie at the time and it was like forty minutes away from them and I was in Nyack, so it was maybe an hour north of me. And we all met, my sister and brother-in-law came in and we all met there. And um, we went to you know, Norman Rockwell Museum, but we're walking along the main strip where the Red Lion Hotel is or in. And we're <laughs> I said, we look at Alice's <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> but it's not a it was not a real restaurant. But in any event, it was fun. <laughs> we had a
0: good time doing that. I'm, I don't doubt it for a minute. I'd...
1: Hey, you know, it's always a good time around us. Well,
0: I think you bring the party, Pam. What can I say?
1: I try. I try. <laughs> Many try.
0: <laughs> you course, succeed. The best was...
1: The, the, I, I think, um, was my uncle with us? I forget. But I remember <laughs> we were when we were at um, Norman Rockwell's museum outside, they had these... Uh, four Adirondack chairs. Mm. No, Johnny wasn't with us. It was my, so it was my. It was Patty, uh, Laura, Patrick, Patty, and Jimmy. And I took a picture of the three of them. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother-in-law was like, "Get that picture off! I don't want to see that picture." <laughs> because he was where he he looked like a slob, which he sometimes does because that's the way he. Not that he's a slob, but that's <laughs> the way he is. And uh, they are all like, passed mm-hmm. down. Well, he's not, not really a sub. I mean, just the way he dressed. Yes. In the summertime, I mean, he's he's been known to not wear shoes an entire summer and walk on acorns. Well, on top of that that's. Thing. But and not feel it. Like, um, yeah. You know, that's that's the, the I, old. I that's kicking
0: it old school right there.
1: now uh, well, yeah, this is a funny story. It's not funny, but it's. Funny. <laughs> Jimmy was working in somebody's yard, and, and when Jim, my brother-in-law likes, ha, has always done small gardens. He started that when his flower Shop. up went out of business. And he would go, and he had a bunch of, you know, he advertised, and he would go to somebody's house, and he'd create, like, either a small flower bed or vegetable garden, putting mulch down, you know, just... just keeping things nice and tidy for people, especially who don't like the garden. Right. And um, he was, when he pulls weeds, he sits on the ground and he pulls the weeds. He doesn't use any tools or anything to do that. And to, that is very relaxing to him, which is hey, good for him. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it.
0: And his gardening and is very so, relaxing for a lot of people. There's a connection yeah, to the earth. There's studies that you can yeah, go into exactly. that. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know, he has no shoes on. Mm-hmm. That's a he's thing too. A radio- That's a
0: thing. That's another way to yeah. de-stress, apparently. Apparently. Mm-hmm.
1: And he's got these old ratty shorts on. I mean, and they were ratty, but because he's working in a garden, he's not. You know, he not wearing long pants, and it's hot. Right. And a, and an old T-shirt from Moody's Diner, Route One, Maine, and um, that had holes in it. And he's pulling the weeds, and he's sitting there some. He, and he's been to this house a couple times, so he, his neighbor walks out with a pair of shoes <laughs> and said, you, I see you don't have any shoes on. My husband doesn't need these anymore. Do you want them? <laughs> I mean, the kindness from the neighbor. But I mean... Aww, they were trying to be so kind. They thought he was a homeless guy. Yes. <laughs> 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 my, oh, my. my brother-in-law, he says, He's like, at first I took offense to it because I'm not homeless. I have shoes.
0: (laughs) But they didn't know. You know, how would they they know? know. They were just trying to be kind. So. Uh, (laughs) Well, (laughs) I I can see that happening. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, and Betty Betty is hoping everyone is well and didn't end up with water in their homes. Yesterday's rain, at least. I know, Betty, in New York City where I saw was insane we did Robert not even have horrible. rain here so thankfully um but i know there's been a lot of flooding so hoping everybody stays mm-hmm. safe
1: and what? everybody made the comment what? about you Lemon- are the
0: party pam Lori said okay, i can't imagine pam not having a good time life of the obviously elena
1: notes and oh, hey yes she likes smoothies <laughs> You know, pie is everything. <laughs> <laughs> pie is like. Well, and,
0: and uh, Laura <laughs> says, we all need to party with you, Pam.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're, if you're going to Passion Con, oh my you gosh, don't know what'll happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <it's... laughs> I'll, I'll pull a Langworthy at like 10.30. And you won't see me.
0: <laughs> I don't think so. I have a feeling you're going to be up a little later than that. We shall see.
1: One never knows. Um,
0: but Betty did a nice uh, <laughs> nice sneak there. Is it me or is the teaser mm-hmm. needed at least a little sneak peek of pa? Uh,
1: <laughs> yes, yes. So, Betty, um,
0: <laughs> Betty, you never disappoint. Thank you. Um, Elena awesome. noted they lucked out here as well in Maine. Uh, the storm went west of where she lives. Just a few sprinkles overnight. The sun is starting to break through. And Anna says, we actu- We hate lawn and gardening. Send him our way. <laughs> the fundraiser mums were delivered nine huge plants. What was I thinking?
1: <laughs>
0: well, Anna, at least you can kind of plop them around uh, your your house That's so you're true. inside yeah, or outside. Have, like, an empty- They're always pretty.
1: If you have an empty planner on stairs, or Mm -hmm. you know, uh, if you have a a patio or a porch, they're always good for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's. um, I I forgot we had we have a neighbor who does a lot of garden sales with their yard sale, and they had a sale last week, and I totally forgot about her. I wanted to get mums from them, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so now is the time because now is fall. Not September first. Now, so yeah, it's, it it's time week. to dig in. It was last yep, again. I know, I know. I've 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 been celebrating so, accordingly. So speaking of the teaser and our beloved Gabriel's oh, well, redemption, what's the latest news from uh-huh. SR World, Pam? Well, the latest world with this. <laughs> Are you sure did isn't? Something in Get that together. coffee pan.
1: I'm positive I did not <laughs> correct my coffee. Um, SR is uh, looking forward to introducing the Prince to everyone in part two of Gabriel's Redemption, and I'm also looking forward to visiting the podcast chat room on October 14th. Uh, thank you for inviting us. You're more than welcome. Um, he says you'll be getting a discount code from Passion Flicks for new and renewing subscribers to use. To commemorate with the release of part two and he'll be sharing it on social media as soon as he receives it and i believe yesterday he did get it uh i don't have it off the top of my head but it, it is out on his um uh twitter feed it's out on Instagram. We'll see if i can pull it and today is yeah and today is the last day also for the kind uh listener who or it's, us, who's offering a year subscription for passion
0: for passion flicks.
1: So yes. So <laughs> today's the last day for that. I thought what you, you I said passion con. Passion, <laughs> and I want you may have said well, passion flicks, I may no, have heard it wrong. Passion I just didn't it, it, want to um... yeah, no, it's not passion con. <laughs> um, but it is passion flicks. Um also he's uh, 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 he is er, so recently, several of his books have been, have had their contract renewed with international publishers. That's exciting. And so I'm pleased to report, that is good. That's exciting. So I'm pleased to report that uh, Saida, Saida of Portugal, is continuing to publish all his books in Portuguese, including the complete Florentine series. Yes. Yay. And he also has a chat coming up um with Abby's group, the Central American Readers Group on Facebook, and it'll be in October. It'll mostly be in Spanish, but he'll be contributing in his best Spanish.
0: And I have to say, if you have time to join that chat, that group is so much fun. They really are excited about, um, they're really excited about SR, and they love the books, and... Um, it's always fun when they have SR on, um, you can usually follow along somewhat. Um, and Abby, Abby's bilingual, so, you know, she'll translate. Um, it's, it's just very sweet. It's really, really sweet.
1: And yeah, it is good. It is good. If you ever get a chance when they come on, they do a, uh, they'll do a zoom chat every now and then. So it's fun to get involved in that if you see them. Mm -hmm. come up uh I have not done it as of late and I, and I feel remiss because she's always asking me to stop by and I I do when I can but I you know there's some days when you just can't do it it's usually yes can. and
0: I did yeah. um I did in the code that SR mentioned so Excellent. I'm going to put that in the chat G R P T okay. 2SR, the number 2 SR. GRPT, the number 2SR, all in caps, to okay, subscribe good. to Passion Flicks and receive it for three ninety nine dollars a month for the first three months. So,
1: okay, and you're going to put it I in am the putting chat. putting it in
0: right now. GRPT2SR, and he notes that he does earn a small commission at no extra cost to you. The code is valid through October 30th. October 30th. So, okay. so, that is for uh, a discount um, for Passion Flicks for the first three mm-hmm. months. I believe it's for a new subscription. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I it's a it way if you've been telling all your friends about. Is- Gabriel series, and they're interested, you can share this with them and they can watch all the Gabriel goodness for $3.99 a month for the first three months.
1: Uh, Always a good, always. Oh, yeah.
0: So I just put that in there. And uh, Betty says, You know, we gladly give our money away to the boss. Well, of in this course. case, we don't have to well, give any money away, but if we, if people use that code, he does get a little bit of a commission. And I, I know he likes to let people know that because he's very transparent in that manner. Um, even though it's very private, he will be very upfront with you regarding that. So, um, um, Rockle on SRSL says very, very true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) all the Gabriel or Paul goodness as Betty says yes and let's turn ourselves to redemption and the Gabriel and Paul goodness of the book but we're not at a very happy part of the story Gabriel and Paul are not directly in this part of the chapter and we do want to give a warning and advisory um Regarding the content that we're going to cover today, because it's um, could be triggering for some people um, who've had any kind of assault or mm-hmm. sexual assault. So we wanted to put that out there. Um, I'm and, sure and everyone want- on chat read the book, so you know what's coming. But if one listening who might not be familiar with it and stumbled mm-hmm. upon it for the first time, we wanted to do that disclaimer. Because we are in the middle of chapter eighteen, uh, we had just left Gable and uh, Julia. At sexy times, um, as they were in their room after a very, very eventful day of the lecture, confrontations with Paul and also with Krista, and they were kind of going through and recounting a lot of what had happened. Um, also very intimate and together. Um, and Gabriel had discovered that there was a card that had been placed in his coat pocket um, from Chris, who led him to join her for a night of passion at her hotel room, which was actually Papiani's hotel room. And um, Gabriel was extremely thankful that he had not seen that before, nor that, nor that Julia found the card, because Julia was already insecure about her, uh, her abilities to keep Gabriel interested um, in the realm of, uh, of the bedroom, shall we say? So, um, this is kind of what happened in the first part of chapter eighteen. And then it leads to flashing across town to the Hotel um, Malmaison Malmaison. and And (coughs) this hotel, I checked it out and I'm going to put the link in so you can see the the setting of this hotel, is absolutely beautiful, of course. And, uh, and uh, you can kind of visualize where they are. Where they are. It is at Oxford. and um, This is kind of where things start where at this part of the chapter. Start. And as Betty says, poor Krista. And, says, and yes, even if, yeah, ha- regardless of how you feel about her, feel no one deserves, her. no one deserves what she just went through. Yeah. So it begins so in the yeah. Malmaison. Krista stood in front of the mirror, brushing over her split lip, inspecting the bruise that was blossoming on her cheek. There were also finger marks where his fingers had dug into her flesh. She looked horrible. And she had opened the door last night as she, she was kind of reflecting on this as she was looking at herself in the mirror in the morning. And as Shell notes, no one deserves that. And that is true. Instead of Gabriel, who she expected to see when she opened the door last night, it was a very drunk and very angry Giuseppe Pacciani. And Pacciani pushed her aside, going on how he was probably lost his chance of teaching in America because of her. And he was furious. He was slurring her word, his words in Italian. And when she questioned him, he got angrier and angrier. He wanted to know who she was trying to seduce. Why was she in the room? And who was she planning to bed? And as soon as she mentioned Gabriel's name, Pacciani backhanded her. And as Betty notes, I know Krista's no angel, but to be attacked by someone she somewhat trusted is devastating.
1: Absolutely.
0: Justice for Krista, Betty said. Mm -hmm. So as, as the book unveils and reveals, Krista had never been struck before. There were a lot of things she never experienced before last night and this morning. The flesh between her legs was tender and raw and she had not consented. She had not consented to any of it. Um... And Betty notes. I'm really glad they didn't go into too much details in the film. And, and we'll, we asked our a little bit about that, so he's, he'll, he will share that in a little bit. And P- Shell notes Pacciani does get what's coming to him. And um, we actually uh-huh. had S-SR a little bit about the setting. Um, I we asked if he had ever stayed at the Malmazon Hotel in Oxford Castle. And he said, I chose the Malmazan as a setting partly, partially because of its history. It seemed like a hotel that would appeal to Pacciani and Krista. But I much prefer the Randolph. I love that. That's so SR, isn't it? Well,
1: Randolph is so beautiful. Yeah.
0: Well, this place is beautiful, too. I mean, it's not... I know, I know but it, it's... <laughs> it's not the it's not. The I just love the way he says, I much prefer the Randolph. It's just... It's so SR. Um, I know.
1: It's got a lot of old world charm to yeah, it.
0: Yeah. But I, I I, can totally see SR staying at, at the Randolph. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. And, yeah. you know, in the chat we're saying about uh, no one deserves this. Anna notes, truly, I deal with this. this with children of all ages. My youngest victim was two years old. And that just is devastating, Anna. And you are such an angel for walking people through this. Um, Betty says, in terms of the, the vengeance and justice, you got to love Willie for that. Um, and that is just heartbreaking and insane. Lori notes it's heartbreaking um, with the victims that Anna works with. And Anna said, "That's the only thing I like about Willie." <laughs> Flora says, "Anna, that's so sad. He, You've got to be so strong." Routine. And thank God for folks like you, Aunt Elena. Notes as it must be so difficult to handle the emotion.
1: Yeah, Phil's, Phil's got a grandson or step grandson who uh, has he he deals with child welfare up in. Um, Bucks County, Pennsylvania, <clears throat> and uh, I, Anna may may know this case. and Many of you don't. There was a uh, a a couple. It was actually a thruple, which is a
0: three people you know, in a relationship.
1: Three in, in the relationship, um, where the couple had, she had worked for the county welfare for children's welfare. And there was this young girl that needed a foster home, and this woman took her in, eventually adopted her, and her boyfriend apparently raped her, and she watched, encouraged it, and the other person who actually I know personally wasn't involved in it, but um, they'd put her in a, a container with a bunch of cat litter, and if it hadn't been for this very small dog, whose name is Bruiser, Aww. he's a little Chihuahua. I know Bruiser too. Um, was was the one that pinned it to the police to this container. So and uh, that both the uh, the parent and step parent are in jail. Mm-hmm. The other girl had had gone through so much trauma with this, it wasn't even funny. Um, my sister actually worked with the, this woman's mother and raised uh, step grandson knew the guy mm. well and knew the case well because he was involved in it as also. It's horrible. It's so terrible. It's so terrible.
0: Mm-hmm. It's oh.
1: it is and I and I related a story to SR which I can I can speak generally to here. Um, many many years ago, my my cousin in South Jersey was. Had a boyfriend who was a uh, a fisherman. He was a commercial fisherman, and a lot of commercial fishermen will go up would go up and down the coast with fishing vessels, and find a job to go on. And she got involved with this guy, and uh, they were they had a place in Wildwood, well, no Rio Grande, New Jersey, which is off Wildwood. And um, we were at my uncle's house, and. The phone rang. I answered the phone. It was, a, and it was my cousin, and she was a, she was a hysterical. She was in a horrible state, and um, she asked that I, my sister and I, come over. And we went over, and uh, the ex-boyfriend had completely assaulted her, beaten her. Hmm. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Um, so I, it, it's not a fun thing for anybody to go through, and it's no fun for anybody to have to see it either. Yeah,
0: and that's that's why, you know, when you're in that industry, when you're in that profession of helping and supporting, it's it's really God's work, <laughs> and it's also very hard, and you have to really care for yourself as well, you know, in order to be able to mm-hmm. to be able to counsel people through things like this, Anna notes, interviewing perps with police, we are often the person encouraging the perps to speak, and what they come up with is excuses. Um, of course, but we have two convictions, she said, and sentences of ten to twenty years in the last two weeks. Perhaps some additional prison justice. Yeah, it's that's. That's really encouraging that there has mm-hmm. been accountability for for these perpetrators. It's really awful, and
1: uh, yeah, the well the the couple that murdered the child in Bucks County, they're in for I think twenty five years each.
0: Yeah, which is, ugh. you know, as as Elena noted on that, she said that's the worst. Pam, I don't even know what would be equal justice or, on something mm-hmm. like that. Death penalty mm-hmm. comes to mind. Geez. Um, there is no justice for something like that. It's just no, not at and all. And Betty says, "Isn't it incredible that this is the only reason why Krista was able to move past Gabriel?" Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's
0: it's it's awful and sad, as horrible as she is. As um,
1: she did. Nobody deserves it. I don't care yeah, about the terrible yeah. person you are.
0: No, nobody does. So. so. There has to be a punishment that's so vile, Lori noted. Um, so, you know, it's honestly, Anna said, my angst with Penn State is due to Sandusky and the cover-up. Absolutely. 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 Mm-hmm. And Anna, you know, I'm a big Penn Stater. I'm a huge Penn State fan. I'm an alumna.
1: But, yeah. I, Well, Joe Paterno. Had a house in Avalon, New Jersey, and and I think one of his assistants did. He guy with red yeah. hair, because they used to go to in they used to go to Maristella Church was the church when we were in Avalon. We would go to. Oh yeah, and I remember that Christmas. I remember that Christmas. They were there. They were at the at the mass on Christmas night mm. Eve, um, and it was like, guess who's here? Guess who's mm. here? Yeah. It was, Aw. you know, and that was even before Sandusky was convicted. Anything had been done to him. Yeah, yeah. the whole
0: thing was awful.
1: I mean, it, it, it was that fresh. It was that fresh. I mean, well, it,
0: that's it, not surprising that they were going to be at months. the beach instead of in state college. That's for sure. Right. So Elena notes on that thought, on second thought, death penalty is too good. Child molesters don't usually fare well in prison. So I guess a life sentence to that would be better. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's awful. Um, you know, and, and this whole thing, you know, as Krista goes on and reflects about what had happened to her, she noted he had always been a tender lover, but he was in a rage. Her clothes had been ripped off and remained shattered on the floor. He was verbally abusive, calling both she and Gabriel names, and then when she struggled, he hit her again. Thinking about this made her stomach turn. She ran to the bathroom and emptied the contents of her stomach. She leaned against the sink and drank some water to steady herself. She had always thought she was in control. And she said who, and she said when. She spurned her lovers, but never her. She also denied what they would give her in return. But all that had been taken away from her last night. She fought angrily and was in tears. He had taken much more than that from her. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, now it's, I can, I can only imagine.
0: It's horrible.
1: So when she, yeah, so when she got back into the bedroom... She quietly got herself dressed, as not to disturb him. And she didn't care what she was wearing. I you know how stylish she is. She, that didn't even b- come to mind. Just wanted to get mm-hmm. out of there. And when she heard him make a sound, she stopped to check on him.
0: I'm sure she was terrified. I'm sure
1: the trepidation. Ter- absolutely. I mean,
0: is he going to come back for round two or three or whatever? Yeah. You
1: know. Exactly. Yeah, and so she you know she looked at him and apparently he just rolled over so she continued putting everything in her bag she grabbed her passport and her pocketbook and, uh, and then she and and she saw what was the what was left over on the floor and she was you know going just trying to get herself together as fast as she could and uh, then he muttered something and she looked over in a panic and it frightened her and uh, but then he just went back to sleep so she grabbed everything and her coat went to the door and she noticed she didn't have her bauman mercia watch on the bedstand. Mm-hmm. was on the bedstand, and she wanted to go get it and then he rolled over and started to groan and as she, just as she was reaching for it and he, she just took off because the, the watch was that close to him so she left the room closing the door quietly leaving the watch behind and she entered the taxi that took her to the railway station and she started plotting her revenge. Only this time it wasn't for Gabriel O. Emerson and his young wife.
0: Mm. It you know, there's several comments in the chat. Um, Betty noted that this is a vast contrast from what Julian Gabriel shared in the previous part of the chapter. The Emerson shared love and it was tender, and this scene is heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And Anna notes that Pacciani showed his true colors, and Krista was also forced to see her own true colors. Yeah, and again, yeah. And
1: Betty Betty was noting the the symbolism of the watch, and when you think about it, she had somebody take her virginity so she could get the Mm -hmm. watch, and now someone took her dignity. Yeah. And they have the
0: word. yeah. And he took control. So. He took, you Absolutely. know, he, he, he took the power. He took power from her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's so powerful. Shell notes since he was an adulterer, he was untrustworthy to begin with.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's possibly what motivated her to be with him because there would not there would be no strength
0: Right, right. She thought that would be convenient. Um, mm-hmm. And Lena notes that watch was from CFP's first conquest, so it says a lot that she chose to leave it behind. Mm-hmm. Anna said leaving the watch was a huge step for her. She is plotting revenge. She needs to admit her role before change. Yeah. Because I, I, no, I don't mm-hmm. think... I don't think she fully accepts accepts her responsibility and her actions at all. I think she always, she was kind of in her own bubble of, of, you know, I'm going to get what I want. I deserve what I, I I deserve Mm -hmm. what I want. People are expendable, expendable, you know, Mm -hmm. know. so yeah, Yeah.
1: very powerful stuff. and so we we had asked SR, um, uh, was this a difficult uh, scene to write, and why did you choose to have the scene as the morning instead of current time, and did you do any research on how to approach the sexual assault, and what was the significance of, of her, having her leave the watch? So what he responded was, this was a difficult scene to write, and I did some research on the general subject. I read some victim impact statements as well. Uh, He decided to write the scene in the past tense so that the readers didn't have to suffer through it. When it came time for the film adaptation, the original Mm -hmm. draft of the script was far more graphic and unfolded in Mm -hmm. real time. And I was very concerned that that approach would horrify longtime readers. So I asked the that the film approached the scene the way I approached it as a writer. I trusted Tosca to do this, and she did, along with Christian and Margot. I think they did an excellent job, and I also think it was hard on them. Yeah. Well, and I
0: think this is another reason why kudos to Passion Flicks and their approach to collaborating with authors, because a a normal studio would have just been its better dramatic impact to do it real time. I mean... And it would have been incredibly powerful, but I don't want to see that. You know, I'm, I'm no, really no. grateful that they collectively agreed to not show it like that.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and, and Krista's decision to leave the watch behind was tied up with her backstory as it explored, as explored in Infernal Rapture. It was meant to show that she really felt she was in danger and would not risk her safety. It was also symbolic of her moving forward and saving herself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot of chat in here. Um, Shell notes, I don't see her changing at all. I don't see Krista changing at all. There will be stronger restrictions now with those she extorts for gifts. Anna says now she's the wallowing victim. She's also a Paciani on her own in her own right and actions. She is a predator. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, she has been, been. you know, always always. Elena says, I think CFP is so selfish. She'll get over the assault as long as she can rain down some evil back on Paciani. That's her medicine. That's her therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. well, it definitely seems like that's her sole focus. I mean, at, at the end of the chapter when she's driving at what she can, um, and I just think it's, you know, Johnny sleeping off is his hangover, right? Like he was drunk to begin with. So there's a of me that bring how conscious he was of what he was doing. I mean, definitely was innately within him. Um, but how just how drunk was he? Um, yeah, like he's he definitely used her and. You know, I I think she must have been really, really shocked that Gabriel didn't come. I think in her mind, Gabriel was a sure bet. So when she opened the door and saw Pacciani, she was probably pretty shocked. Uh, She was
1: shocked with that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, You know, because she thought that with all, she was such the the seductress that she Mm -hmm. could have gotten him in there. There was no no doubt about that, that, that. <clears throat> That's what would have happened for her in yeah. her mind. Yeah.
0: Um. Betty in the chat said, "True, she was a predator, but she never physically attacked anyone." Um.
1: No, but she's she's very similar to um, the um uh, he who will not be named, in in her narcissistic mm-hmm. ways.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: she is very much a narcissist. Yeah. It's her way or the highway, which is. Yeah, similar. and Floor
0: said Floor had agreed with Elena. Um, and CFP is all about revenge. Anyway, she will never change her ways. And Anna said she doesn't see change in Krista. It's akin to an excited utterance. Um, and Shell notes CFP and Pachiana used each other for mutual gain. Um, and that night he used her for his own gain. Yes. Yeah, there was no consent. There was
1: no mutual anything Nothing. that night. Um, and, I, and I'm sure not only was... I, I can imagine him not only being angry with the... Um, you know, the, the the everything going on about, you know, Gabriel and the, that's who was supposed to be there, but he was also looking to help forward his career... By being able to become uh, an academic in the right. United States, and she destroyed that. So, and and I, I can only imagine the drunk mind that going through their mind is like you know what, what does she do to me? She, she I'm not going to be able to get where I want to be. Yep. She's got this guy coming over, and I and and being as drunk as he probably was. That was it? You know, I. You know,
0: that. You know, that was all Mm -hmm. there was. Truly, I mean, it's just. Mm -hmm. It's just a really hard, horrible scene. Um, And I'm really. I I liked when SR said I decided to write the scene in the past tense so the reader didn't have to suffer through it. Um, I thought that was. I thought, really I thought that was really kind, kind of him. Well, it's,
1: it's <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it, it's such a sensitive topic to begin with, mm-hmm. and know knowing how Sr writes and what his belief system is, that would not be something he would want mm-hmm. to write about.
0: I also thought, you know, I, you know, Sr loves his research, and we love Sr's research,
1: and it
0: was. It was interesting to hear that he read some of the victim impact statements to to inform his writing of the scene. Um, so and some general research as well. So I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Shell just note posted that Pacciani was
1: jealous of Gabriel
0: and for CFP to crave him made him see red.
1: I I just one of the things I would love in me, to I would love to hear what um, Christian Witt's take on this scene was because remember when we were walking to the premiere in yes, Boston yes I did. and we mentioned to him that a, a little bit about what happens in yes. Redemption yeah he was kind of taken back yeah. by that yeah. And I mean, I know he's played bad guys on many TV and movie shows. And I think he was on Game of Thrones Mm -hmm. as well. Um, But I don't think he's ever had to do a sexually violent scene.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: not sure. And 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 I can imagine this made him more comfortable doing it in the way they did it as opposed to the whole full scene. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I definitely, um, yeah, he was, he, I think he was not aware. Well, and because it's a second book, right? It, you know, it's, it's, or a third book in this case, but it was a book that it was not a script that had been in front of him. So, no, and I think that's kind of an interesting question too. If someone signs up, um, and finds out this is a multi-book deal, it might be interesting to hear if the actors ever try to find out what the complete arc of their storyline is throughout the three projects, right? Um, to see what mm-hmm. it ends up. Because we had the same, when we talked to James early on at the Gabriel's Inferno set, um, he didn't know what was you know, happening. Krista didn't know what, you know, the Margot who plays Krista didn't know um, what happens to her character. So, yeah, Um, there's a lot more comments. Um, Elena notes Pacciani may not even remember what exactly happened due to his drunken state. I'm sure adulterer that he is, he'll figure he can fix this with CFP. Um, And only... Uh, SR knows if he mailed the watch back to her. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would have been a well, good question to know. ask.
1: <laughs> well, we kind of know what happens to him because, you know, SR hinted at it Well, in The Raven.
0: Yeah, well, and Betty says, I love The Raven, but reading that first chapter was painful. So I'm glad he didn't write the scene as specific as he did in The Raven. In the Raven. And mm-hmm. Anna notes, bingo. Jealous envy is ugly. ugly. Uh, mm-hmm. Shell notes, Gabriel is ten times the man that Pacciani could ever think of being. Yeah, Pacciani was very flawed. Um, Betty notes, rape is a personal thing, very intimate. It's not like just shooting someone from far away or hiding or during an act of self-defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um she still remembers and she told Margot what would happen to Krista in book three. And she was shocked. I remember. Shocked. I remember. Um, yeah. Margot had, no Margo had no idea. Um, mm-hmm. floor notes. Um, he, th-
1: he, he didn't yeah, either,
0: so. yeah. Floor notes that later Pacciani tries to justify his actions to Julia by saying he kept CFP from sleeping with Gabriel. Disgusting. Just a jab towards their marriage.
1: Yeah, because he's... Well, I think he was kind of hoping that he could score with her, too.
0: Yeah, well, because he's such a slime. He really Mm -hmm. is such an evil character. And just so creepy and slimy. Mm -hmm. Uh, The character, not the actor.
1: No. Christian is actually very nice. He's very
0: funny. Yeah, very charming.
1: And he's... and he we share the same birthday.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: I the I, same I, birthday, I see, but the birthday I seem, to, I seem to recall that fact, Pam <clears throat> Yes. <laughs> I and I, I'm going to be probably be texted later about <laughs> Yes. About the birthday. Buddies,
0: I love it. Yes. I love it. So anyway. Um Yeah. So. It it's uh it just was a powerful chapter. I think SR did a really beautiful, I shouldn't say beautiful, but he did a really compelling job writing it. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes, Shell slimy.
1: Pacciani
0: is slimy. Just mm-hmm, like Sketchy mm-hmm. Guido. sketchy. Sketchy, yeah. <laughs> Betty said, let's see if... This makes Kenzie pop up in the chat room. The mention of the birthday buddies. So funny. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, there's
0: there is a lot, a lot to cover. Um, there is. And, you know, moving on to Chapter 19, we'll get to see, mm-hmm. you know, what comes next.
1: Yes, yes. It should be an interesting chapter. Mm-hmm.
0: And well, a lot uh,
1: of a lot happened they, in Oxford,
0: and I think they need time
1: to process all of that too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they and they, they were, uh, you know, that that that's the Ashmolean. Yeah.
0: Well, and um, you know, there more comments in the chat. Um, Shell notes that Paciani, from his conversation with Julia, he remembers what he did. And Anna said, that watch is smashed to pieces. Um, and Betty notes that All back I'll in say is, Inferno, Julia almost got raped by Simon. Yes. That's true. That and is true. Anna is off to football. Anna. Enjoy the weekend, Attably everyone. And Anna, Anna good Anna. luck at the, to the team at the game. And good juju going, good juju going. for he, more healing.
1: For, for, yes. Yes. So. so, gang, we've come to that magical witching hour. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Where I will leave us with some some interesting music, and I'm going to leave us with the mummer's dance by Marina McKenna. <laughs> coming. So, who, by the way, yes. we're going to see soon. This coming, coming soon. So, anyway, have a good weekend, everybody, and we'll we'll Be see you next week. And Floor, yes, I had a great time at Manuskin.
0: They did put on a great show. If you go to YouTube, you can watch the entire show. Someone taped it, Merryweather Post Pavilion. It was fabulous.